There What's he is. What's going on? Hey, you doing, Corey? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just listening to Skip Bayless talk shit about LeBron. Candace Sharp defending him. You know what I'm saying? The game is on in an hour. So just getting my mind right. You know, what's the word? Man, we, we're, we're just uh, busy packing cars, packing heaps of orders. And um, yeah, everyone here's excited with the big TV set up so we can watch the game today. Yeah, B. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Well, that's what, that's what I've got to ask you. I mean, I've got no idea. Well, let, let me tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> LeBron is about to go crazy. AD's not going to get in foul trouble. See, here's what happens, right? A lot of times when things are going your way, you tend to take your foot off the gas. And that's exactly what happened. They thought it was sweet. They thought it was just going to be easy. Exactly. Shout out to Jordan Theodore. It's going to be a gentleman's sweep. Lakers in five. LeBron about to turn up. And um, <clears throat> AD's about to turn up and make amends of on the bad game that he had. Some of the shooters are going to show up for the Lakers, and uh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. You think they're going to get it done in uh, game, by game five? Game five, gentlemen sweep. Gentlemen sweep. Um, I should just introduce you for the people that uh, that um, you know aren't aware of your background, Corey. But you're a um, you're a lifetime basketball. You've been playing. Um, you know, at some sort of level your whole life. And more recently, and I guess what brought you here is that you, you played in the NBL. You achieved the, the, the highest honour in the NBL with the uh, MVP honours. Um, and then since then, you've uh, found your way into uh, the commentary team. Um, just give us a little bit of a background about, you know, how you first picked up a ball and how you ended up as, uh, as Larry Kay's number one guy. Well... One, thanks for having me on here. I know a bunch of people always on here talking hoops, cards, and glad uh, I had the opportunity to get on. So I'm from New York City, and one thing in New York, what we do is um, the number one sport there is basketball. From the Bronx, and, you know, this is a place where we, we eat, we sleep, basketball. We just, this is the mecca of in the world, basketball in New York. So... I fell in love with it about 12 years old. I'm a late bloomer, and I just wanted to get better at basketball. I wanted to play. I wanted to become a pro, and you know, I ended up following my dreams. I took the road less traveled. After college, I graduated, and I had to go streetball route. I didn't have that big of a college career, so lucky for me, streetball is huge in New York. Shout out to Rucker Park. Shout out to BBL coverage. You already know. Um, street basketball is where in the summertime NBA players want street credibility that's the thing so there's a lot of guys that are really good in the NBA that want the street credibility so that's why you go to the playground to get that and a lot of the stars have gone to New York that's like the, the stamp of approval that's where you get the real respect is in the playground so Lucky for me, I had the opportunity to play in against these pro players and do well. Hence the nickname Homicide. I did really well and got a shot directly to the NBA from the playgrounds in New York City. 
and that changed everything for me. You know, I had my first shot with Toronto Raptors, went to Summer League with Golden State Warriors, Indiana Pacers. And then I had my second opportunity with Denver Nuggets, played in the minor leagues, won the championship. And then um, as a late bloom, I was a little bit older, but my resume was way more impressive than it was prior to getting the shot to the NBA. It's like this, right? I don't care how good you are. You're a CEO of a company. Are you going to hire a guy to represent your company that has a lot of talent, but the experience that they have is working in KFC, McDonald's, or Taco Bell? Are you hiring that guy to run your company versus a guy with not that much, not that much more talent than this, this other guy, but he works at Fortune 500 company? Who are you going to take to represent? your company. Because at the end of the day, it's about ROI. It's business. I want to put a guy in that I know who's worked at a high level and a respectable level. He may not have as much talent as the guy that worked at KFC, but if you are going to take a calculated risk, you're going to take the risk on the guy with Fortune 500 resume and experience. So, you know, lucky for me, I was in that boat until I got the opportunity to get to the NBA. And once I did that, um, I got better jobs, I got better salary, and I got um, an opportunity to play in better, higher level countries. I got a chance to come to Australia and play, play there four consecutive seasons, got MVP of the league. And I talk a lot, as you can see, most New Yorkers do. We'll talk to you, on, we'll talk to you underwater. We'll talk in our sleep. Figured, they figured, um, Larry um, reached out to me years later after leaving the league and they wanted me to um, be a part of it. And, you know, this is my fourth season coming up and uh, grateful to have a, 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 a prominent role in what's going on in Australian basketball. Corey, it really feels like the NBL, um, like cards, is booming right now. It feels like it's on the up. Does it feel different? when you're a player and the league itself is in this upward momentum, like when you were playing in the NBL, it's fair to say that the the current sort of jazz around it wasn't there. Um, Is it different when you're a player? Definitely. The the, the vibe right now, the NBL right now, is one of the best leagues in the world outside of the NBA. I'm not saying that because I work for the league. I'm just telling you a stone cold fact, Hmm. you know, this league was basically in the, in the ground. It was dead five years ago. Larry Kesselman and his regime took over, worked extremely hard, had a plan, and things have been going like this. The thing is that I believe every other professional sporting code in this country has hit their ceiling. It's hit their ceiling. Basketball is still growing. Mm. You know what I mean? There is no ceiling for this. You have some of the best juniors in the country, in the world. Outside of America, you have one of the best junior programs in the world. You have double-digit players in the NBA at Aussie, right? You have about 12 Australians in the, in the NBA. And they're doing well. They're not bench yeah. warmers. They're key cogs in the team, how it works. You know what I mean? You have former NBA cha- champions. You have three number one picks have come from Australia. 
Kyrie Irving is born here. He is yeah. Australian. He's born here. Ben Simmons, and we know uh, Big Bogey, right? And then the next number one pick is about to be Melo Ball, who had to yeah. come through the next stars program of the NBL. So technically, he's an honorary Australian who's about he's to be honorary. a number one pick. We'll, we'll take him. So you you seriously think LaMelo Ball could go pick one? I believe he will go number one. Um, you know, I'm an old school guy, right? I'm one of those guys where they say, if a young player is really good, let's see what he does against grown men. So you throw him in one of the toughest leagues in the world outside the NBA, the hottest league in the world outside the NBA, and he averages 17, 7, and 7. So again, if you are a CEO of a company, a GM of a league, mm. are you going to take your pick on a guy who's played against men that finished his season with back-to-back triple doubles, average 17, 7, and 7, or are you going to take the kid in college? That's work for Luca. It certainly worked for Luca. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm. That's um, I just want to quickly just you mentioned a name there, Kyrie Irving, and um, I want to throw that out to the people that are watching because this this card hobby is really boomed, and uh, you know many players' cards have just gone through the roof. Guys like Michael Porter Jr., guys like Jamal Murray. Um, there's a lot of guys there that are, that are, that are guys that they, they have a role. Jamal Murray's shown that he can potentially be an, a, an ongoing elite player. I think people are sleeping on Kyrie Irving. I mean, we're talking about a guy who takes clutch shots, game-winning shots in finals, who's been asleep or injured this whole boom, and he's going to wake up on probably one of the best rosters that we've seen outside of maybe Golden State Warriors? Well, I love Kyrie. Kyrie, um, his dad, Dedrick, you know, they're from the Bronx, moved to New Jersey. His dad, Dedrick, used to play out in Australia. Yeah. And that's how Kyrie was born here. But um, I love Kyrie. I think he's a beast. I think um, he's super elite. He's a superstar. He's incredibly humble in public. He's Yeah, he's tough. Every superstar is tough on their team. That's why. Mm-hmm. They are who they are. They strive for greatness. They strive to, for excellence. He's a championship-winning point guard. That's why he's so hard. So in the beginning, when he was with Brooklyn, you know, you would hear reports, oh, he's a bad teammate. He ain't a bad teammate. He just ain't accepting no bullshit from you. He expects more because uh, he's given more. So you need to match his level. He's been there, done it. So you should have no problem listening to what he's saying. And you are absolutely right. They make playoffs. Without him and KD, what are they going to look like next season? Come on, man. They're coming out the East. They're going to meet the Lakers again. And then it's really on. Because then you got a guy who needed to prove to himself that he's better than LeBron and KD. A healthy KD, you don't want that smoke. You don't want that smoke. Right? There's some big chips. This Kyrie, who was the little brother who felt that I was carrying Cleveland when we really needed buckets. So it's like yeah. the unappreciative little brother and then the little brother that proved that he's better than the big brother. So LeBron, oh, next year is going to be crazy. I love Kyrie. Um, I've heard you mention in you know, other interviews, you've spoken you know, glowingly about the fact that um, Larry Kesselman is not just an owner. He's someone who leads from the front. He shows and sets the standard that, that everyone else has to follow, and that helps you perform at a higher level. 
the NBA at the moment, they've got that guy. It's LeBron. Um, he's not going to be that guy. He can't be that guy for much longer. Who do you see is taking on that role, being the, the LeBron James in three, two to three years? Man, that's a hell of a question. And um, there's a lot of names that come to mind, right? You have, obviously, back-to-back MVP. He would have to be at the top Greek freak. Um, you got Luca. Um, I love Spider Mitchell. I love uh, Tatum. He's special. Jamal Murray showed some incredible game. Just just straight, straight up in the playoffs is where you make your name and your rep and you grow as an individual. And um, Dane Dollar, you know, obviously Steph's still there. And obviously, KD's still there. We mentioned Kyrie, right? But for me, me personally, I'm going to pick two players, right? And I'm going to pick two young players. We're talking about the next generation. So I'm going to pick Jason Tatum, and I'm going to pick Luka. Right? Those are the two. And I'm not picking – I'm not going to sit here and say, well, if – if this guy get a jump shot, then this. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about impact and what they're able to do today. And based off of what I'm seeing today, the trajectory, those two. Jason Tatum, he's special, yo. He is special. Supermax coming up. Quarter of a billion dollars he's about to get signed for. Let's get it. <laughs> and Luca. Luca. I think to have uh, the things he's able to do at his age is unreal, right? Um, A lot of times, this is some real shit I'm about to say. I'm about to say. A lot of times, as a a brother playing against a European, right? A Caucasian European. I'm like, I got the edge because you can't do the shit that I can do. You can't handle the ball like I can do. You probably could shoot better than me. But you don't have all these sidestep moves that I created, the sidesteps, shimmy, hezzy, behind the back, hezzy, let's go again. You don't have that. Luca got it. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So the edge, ball handling-wise, being able to get to the basket, being able to shoot, being able to take hits, you're not going to punk me. So all the mind games that I can play that will give me the edge against you it doesn't work on him, which means he wins. And he has crossover appeal. You get what I'm saying? You, yeah. can't, you can't just dominate your region. That's not global. Would Michael Jackson be Michael Jackson if he was just dominating America? Hell no. He dominated the globe. So do you have the global appeal? You feel me? Like Luca yeah, got yeah. Europe. You Luca got the rest of the world. Yeah. And now Luca has America loving him. Yeah. That's hard to beat. That adds value. You're not just valuable in Europe. You are valuable all over the world. Now you become more of an asset and the price goes up. Yeah, I think the NBA, I mean, surely the NBA, uh, you know, they're in love with him. Um uh, you know, from a card point of view, I'm kind of hoping that Panini can seal an exclusive deal with him and 
and uh, you know have him take over and take that torch somewhat from Kobe, who did such a, a tremendous uh, job and a role for our hobby. Um, but the, I heard Gilbert Arenas describe uh, Luca really well. He said, um, he said, you know, Lamborghinis are great, but um, but a Prius um, will always beat you in traffic. And and Luca is that he's that. He's a prince and he just moves slowly in between people and he's just, uh, so I think it's brilliant. But um, yeah, the Tatum one's really interesting because I often recommend to people that I think Tatum cards, I think are, are low right now. Um, the thing with Tatum, he just seems to, that the fourth quarter, he just seems to be a little bit, um, I don't know if he, if he fatigues, but his fourth quarter don't seem to marry up. I think that life's best teacher is what? Experience, right? So for him to his rookie season, it happened for him, right? They, they were one game away from getting to the championship. You know, Kyrie leaves, nothing happens. Kimba comes in and boom, Miami got in their ashes, right? Completely different situation. You in a bubble and you know there's higher levels to reach. You know you've shown glimpses of it first through third. Fourth quarter, you know, doesn't happen for whatever reason. You got to go back in the lab and mentally look at the film, understand there's a higher level to reach. You know what I'm saying? But I believe in this kid because the stuff he's able to do, he has to tap in. Again, one of his idols is over. Black Mamba before he died. You know what I'm saying? So I I feel that he's going to be able to tap in into that next level. I just I just believe it. That kid is he's so special, man. His footwork, everything he can do. I love Jamal Murray, right? But Jamal Murray is like for me, Jamal Murray is more just a raw talent. His skill level. He's nice. He get buckets. Yeah. But his skill level is nowhere near Tatum. Tatum's skill set is unreal. His his package is unreal. So I just know, like, it's it's just a matter of him tapping into that Jimmy Butler type of mindset, that real Kobe mindset. I ain't letting you fucking beat me. You ain't about to win today. You tap into that type of shit? Unreal. And I believe that's the next level for him to have to tap into. That exactly how I just said it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, one of the other things, and like a lot of people that collect, um, and particularly I think in the coming season, people are going to collect uh, less obvious stars because the prices for some of these guys is getting big um so they're gonna look for people to come through one of the things that i hear a lot of the time that the intelligent basketball analysts like yourself say is this guy this particular player he's got more looks now he's going to get more shots um going back to your experience what does that mean and and how does that evolve how does a player get more looks how do they get better looks how does the coach talk to you about that well, he has to run more plays for you. 
So if he's running plays specifically for you, let's just say um, I'm a talented player and I should be averaging more. I should be production-wise, I should be giving more. Well, coach, run plays for me. Run me off. If I'm a shooter, run me off of more screens. Like if you watch Miami play, right, in the Mm -hmm. beginning of games, they need to get Robinson going. They're going to run dribble handoffs for him. They're going to run pick and rolls. They're going to do off-ball screens for him turning out. So when he gets the ball, he they're putting you in more positions to win, to score is what I'm saying when I say win for that individual. So it's like you got to give him more looks. We're not running plays for him, and he can't create off the dribble. Why are we not doing it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got to give him more looks. We got to run plays. We got to set pin downs. Let him come off this way. And if that don't work, let him come off the other way. So that's what that means. Okay. And is that, does the player, like, is it the player saying, listen, coach, I've, you know, I'm ready for this. So they put the pressure on. Or, like, I look at a guy like Hero, who's really right. come up in the, in the playoffs. And, you know, the amount of shots he's getting per game has significantly increased. Um, like, is that, you know, Eric Spolstra just tapping him on the shoulder, like, this is your moment. Like we've we've practiced this. Well, I think I think Tyler Hero's a different beast because Tyler Hero's confidence is through the roof. Mm-hmm. He's not waiting for nobody to tell him, "Look, we're gonna run this play. Give me the ball. I'm gonna show you what I can do. And I don't care if I miss. I'm gonna shoot it again. Mm-hmm. That's just ultimate confidence, and that's what Tyler Hero is. So when you have that much confidence in yourself. You're going to hit more than you miss. And yeah. at that point, the coach who probably don't even know you, you're this type of player. Did anybody know Tyler Hero could perform at this level like this? Hell no. You know what I'm saying? So you got to have the confidence in you where, where it's like, yo, listen, when I get this pill, I'm going to let them know how, how I get busy, how I get down. And that's what happens. Sometimes you got to take it on yourself. You're new in the league. Nobody really knows your full package if the plays aren't called for you all the time. You know what I'm saying? So you got to take it on yourself and, and have the confidence in yourself to make plays happen. Um, Corey, now you've been in a few of our breaks and I see you're in a few of um, you know, Primo Cards breaks as well. Um, you obviously like collecting to, you know, to an extent. Um, who do you collect? Who, who are your favorite guys? Who you got rookies of? Yo, first of all, I'm going to start off how I got into collecting. That's yeah, number one. Into it. You know, yeah. um, when I was younger, right, it was socially accepted to be a card collector. And the more cards you had, the cooler you were. It wasn't really about money back then as a kid. You know what I mean? You just want to have a cool deck of cards where when people are pulling out cards, you're like, well, shit, I got albums. Look what I got. Oh, you got that? Yeah, I got that too. Do you have this? So it was more, it gave you confidence if you had cool cards, if you weren't a cool kid. I wasn't a cool kid growing up, so I wanted to have that cool tag. So that's why I started creating um, collecting cards, and it was baseball cards first. From the Bronx, I was a Yankee fan before I was a Knicks fan. You know, my my grandfather used to take me, we were bleacher creatures. Those were the $3 seats back in the day at the old Yankee Stadium. You know, so... I was collecting baseball cards first. And as I grew into basketball, I started collecting basketball cards 
So I just wanted to give you a little bit of history with that. So for me, basketball cards, shit is like art, man. It appreciates your value. Just because an art piece isn't worth a million dollars doesn't mean it's not a, a good piece to collect. Doesn't mean it's not a good piece to have. You know what I mean? You get lucky and a card mm. is worth a million dollars. Well, great. I know you want to talk about the rookies, right? Tyler Hero, I mean, we're just talking about him. You got a Tyler Hero mm-hmm. card. You you in the game. Zion, you know, Ja, those my guys. You know what I mean? Young Ja. Um, I know he's not a rookie, but I love uh, Trey Young. Listen, man, that's a sleeper card, too. You know, if he was in the bubble, he would went crazy, crazy too. Trey, that's a sleeper. You know, RJ Barrett, I love. Um, well, you like RJ. What do you like about do, RJ? I do. A lot of people I do. don't. I do like RJ Barrett. I think he's a hard worker. I think he he's one of those guys he's going to flourish as he gets better. You know what I mean? I think that uh, it's a great look. He he's a he's a great look. Plus, he's Jamaican too. I know his his uh his dad, Ruan Barrett. And um, myself, we had the same agent when I used to play as well. So well, had a chance to catch up with him during the USA-Canada um, games out here at Marvel Stadium. So, uh, yeah, man, those 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 the young guys that I, I'm really rocking on the top of my list. Right, Corey, just on that, like, so, you, you know, you obviously, you had a connection there with RJ's dad. When, when did they kind of start saying... Hey, my boy is gonna be—he's gonna be a top top pick. I mean, how old was he? The last time I spoke to him prior to uh, the last time I spoke to Ron prior to him being picked, maybe was a year before. Actually, probably about a couple years, two years before that, like right before he was about to go to Duke. So it it was just okay, like. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, plus I have roots. I'm West Indian. I'm Jamaican, too. So um, I got roots and family in Canada, up in Toronto. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was just more like he's on the national team and AAU circuit. And you would see him him rising in the ranks and doing his thing. Plus, I would, you know, certain AAU clips I would watch because I know it's not just highlights. The kid look good, looks good. And he, like, he can really play. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of knew, I was like, yo, this kid is a problem. Then he went to Duke, and he was playing pretty good at Duke. And, you know, they had a good team, Zion. And I, mean, I was just like, this kid is, he he's legit. Like, he can fit. You know what I mean? Like, he he can play. So um, I think it was via DM, reached out to him. Because you know how it is these days. Guys are hard to get on the phone like that. You're not speak, speaking to them mm-hmm. all the time. They're very difficult to get on the phone. So, yeah, he's not answering my calls at all. <laughs> we went back and forth and um he was like yeah kid's got a good chance and he's working his ass so so you know we we think he'll be a top pick so that's what it was and it worked out so, well listen i don't want to keep you too long because the game is going to get started very soon but i thought um that i would just show you um and anyone who's watching a few of the lebron cards that because we've been going through trying to find what we can sell this is a hot time. Um, there's three LeBron cards I wanted to show you today, Corey, that are 
a really good value. Um, you can still pick them up. Um, and uh, it wouldn't hurt if you grab a couple yourself because these are the big boys. Um, this is the uh, 2019 Prism LeBron. Um, okay. It's a beautiful design. That's sick. This card is, you, you can still get it. It's his first ever Prism Lakers uniform. Um, you can still get it for mm. $50. Uh, easily, you'll get $50, as many copies as you want. The second one that I wanted to show is his 2018 Optic. Yes. And uh, yes. I, know that's I love the shot. Right it's a beautiful there. shot. Yeah, yeah. Now, know. this one, I thought it was about 80 bucks, but it's actually only about 20 or $30 at the moment. So this is a... This is this is a steal, and you talk. I mean, you mentioned them being artwork. That that's art. Get out the one leg. Off the one leg, and the actually just a funny one. The his rookie card, which is extraordinary money at the moment, uh, is a similar shot, and he actually airballed the shot. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. Good People photo. just want to see how it looks. <laughs> Yeah, which is like, which is most of my shots. But um, the, the last one is my favorite LeBron investment card. And I've, I literally, I bought three of these today. Uh, probably a week doesn't go by where I don't buy three or four. Um, it was an insert in this year's hoops. And it is really kind of, it's foily. Uh, super rare like we broke we broke down like 10 maybe 15 cases of this we got a lot of it late and uh this card is super rare like we were getting maybe one every those. five look I at that, that for... yeah that's beautiful well listen Corey, i'll tell you what i'll send you one i think you oh, should yes. have one you serious yeah man I'll, I'll hook you up with one this is a this is the <laughs> card this is <laughs> good luck Good luck, and I appreciate that, D. Yo, listen, greatness, you know, what LeBron is and does for the game, it is so consistent, and it is so regular. He makes greatness look normal, and that is not real. You understand what I'm saying? And we're not going to appreciate him fully. We're not going to appreciate him fully until he's gone. You understand what I'm saying? So when these things are like that, that's why I'm so hyped for those cards. I'm like, yo, listen, send me that. I need to get all of those other ones. Like, I need the links to go buy them. But LeBron is 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 great, man. Like, every time you turn around and look, it's another record broken. Every time he drops another triple double, look at the names he's being mentioned with. You understand what I'm saying? He just broke John Stockton's assist record. Now he moved up to number two. John mm -hmm. Stockton? The man, where is LeBron right now? Somebody it's crazy. In, in his life, somebody in his life tell me, where is he in all-time scoring? Isn't he like top three or something? Right? He's something like this, right? Top three in scoring ever it's in the history of the game. Carmel, it's, it's, I think his career is LeBron. Will Carmelone LeBron? Right, so, cream, so he's cream, five, right? He's, he, I think he's three because he just passed Kobe and MJ, right? And scoring is not his forte. 
He's top three in scoring. Awesome. Let's let just think about this. He's top three all time in scoring. And they say he ain't even a scorer. If that ain't greatness, and I just went over a bunch of people's heads. And people say he's not a scorer. He loves to pass. He's top three in the history of scoring. Ladies and gentlemen, if, if you don't know what greatness is, just listen to what the hell I just said. All right? Get them LeBron cards, because I, I sure the fuck am. I appreciate that. Word, I need to get them other ones, too. Send me, I, need to, I need to get if, that if link LeBron needs a I need to purchase, too. We'll, we'll hook you up with the link. If LeBron needs a, a needs a little pep talk after today's game, if things don't go to plan, um, Corey, we'll, we'll, we'll link him the vid, give him a little pat. Um, Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you for getting in our breaks. It's really cool having you yeah, there. And, uh, and it's fun. Appreciate it, man. Late show today, baby. You know the vibes. Old school magic jersey. Let's go. Oh, damn. I'm not being a part of, this, of it anymore, but I got that. That's old school. <laughs> All right, man, Thank you for joining us, Corey. Yeah, no problem. Have a great Please. one.